0: 안녕하세요 I'm Sarah and I'm Grace. We're Asian K-drama fans who love to find the answers to all of our and your Asian drama questions. We cover everything from silly topics to sensitive and serious issues that come up as we binge. We'll also share some Korean and Chinese language tips as well as our own experiences as diaspora Asians living in the UK and US. Join us as we delve into the details and context of the dramas that we all love. This podcast was originally recorded and published on our sister pod, Afternoon's Delight, before we became a fully-fledged podcast of our own. So you may have heard this podcast already, or if not, what you might hear are references to Afternoon Delight podcast, which we heartily recommend you listen
1: to as well.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Kamsamida!
1: 안녕하세요. It's Grace and Sarah again, crashing another afternoon of podcast with an episode of our own. Today, we're going to be talking about something we're all dreaming of doing, or at least it feels like we're all, I mean, I know so many people going to Korea this summer, a trip to Seoul. (laughs) Firstly, if you're not sure who we are, I am Grace. A Korean-American K-drama fan. And with me is Sarah, a British Chinese K-drama fan who posts as um, at K-Drama this on Insta and has done some guest episodes with the Nunas. We did an introductory podcast to give you a bit of our background and our K-drama tastes. So go check it out if you haven't listened already. So I am heading back to Korea in a few months for the first time in 10 years. Um, I grew up visiting my grandparents in Seoul for a month or two, most summers during elementary and middle school. And then I went back to teach English for four months between college and law school. And I've done a few shorter visits here and there, but I haven't been back since the spring of 2013 before having kids so I am super excited to be going with my family taking my nine-year-old and six-year-old for their very first Korea trip this summer.
0: Oh that is so exciting that's so exciting and I found that I think Seoul especially is so children friendly right so it will be uh it'll be such a nice experience
1: for them. Yeah I hope so I mean I was oblivious about child friendliness (laughs) before (laughs) having children. Right. Rightly so, to
0: be honest. (laughs) Rightly so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whereas uh, I've just come back from my first ever trip to Korea where uh, I was lucky enough to go on a business trip to Seoul uh, and I tacked on a few extra days as holiday afterwards. So in this episode, I think we're going to try and give you some hints and tips for traveling to Korea, like apps to use and what you might find useful to pack. Uh, Grace is hopefully going to teach us some handy phrases to use and some other general information we hope you find useful. Um, We also asked our Patreon for some questions, so we're hoping to cover these as well. However, just to note that uh, some questions we felt we weren't qualified to answer properly. So we're keen to invite some Korean guests to expand on these topics with us. So namely uh, the LGBTQ plus experience for travellers and also those with disabilities. uh, And we might also touch on the experience for those uh, travellers who... Um, might or might not experience some kind of racism. So please watch this space. And also if after listening to this podcast you have some questions of your own, please feel free to email them to the main podcast email, Afternoon Delight podcast at gmail.com. And we can also pick these up in a follow-up episode. So let's start with Grace's upcoming trip, which is I'm very excited for her for. Mm-hmm. Uh you're currently in planning mode. So where do you recommend people start with planning a trip to Korea? Any tips?
1: So with like with any trip, do your research. (laughs) Even though I have been to Seoul over a dozen times in my life, a lot has changed in the past decade. And I wasn't sure where to go or what to see because most of the times I've gone, I was not primarily a tourist. So um, even I had to do research. I started out with Google searches, um, looking at travel blogs and all kinds of 10 best lists and things like that. Um, But it What I found actually more helpful was um, because I am a member of a Korean American moms group, a Korean cooking group, and an Asian drama group on Facebook, the algorithm helpfully suggested I join a couple of Korean travel groups. Um, so I have just been reading other people's posts for a couple of months now, both whatever pops up on my timeline and by searching through old posts for things that interest me. And I really recommend doing this kind of thing on Facebook or Instagram or Reddit or whatever socials you use if you don't know where to start because um, I think you don't know what you should be preparing for until you start reading what other people's experiences have been. Um, like things like renting a Wi-Fi egg, uh, a hotspot little gadget, or getting a SIM card at Incheon airport upon arrival, or how to navigate booking KTX tickets, um, and even the best ways to go about getting tickets for K-pop concerts are spelled out in detailed in the comments of these posts. Um, so it's not too overwhelming. Um And then there's a bunch of posts recommending apps you should download. Um, And, you know, when I last went in 2013, that was not really even a thing um, as far as I knew. Um, But before I share the recommendations I found on Facebook for apps, um, Sarah, do you have any tips um, for apps you found helpful on your trip, like actual experience? (laughs) Oh, so just to say, we will put in the show notes
0: uh, the apps and the Facebook sites and things that we recommend uh, in the show notes so that you don't have to kind of, if you're listening to this in the car, worry about trying to remember uh, all the things that we're kind of recommending. So for me, uh, obviously I was only there for a short amount of time, so I didn't download a ton of apps. But the ones I recommend are NAVA, which is a map app. So um, for those of you who don't know, Google Maps doesn't work very well in south korea and i think my understanding of this and grace correct me if i'm wrong is that obviously because technically north korea and south korea are still technically at war um so things like maps and uh satellite imaging and things are, are sensitive uh topics for south korea so Nava is a obviously an indigenous korean app um so their maps are the most easy to use like google literally uh, you can find out where com- where places are on Google, but you won't be able to navigate very easily. Um, but Nava is really extensive. It has really good navigations to walk, take public transport and drive, as well as, you know, recommendations for places to go. Uh, and it has it a version in English as well, so you don't have to worry. So when you first see it, you're like, ah, oh, I can't read. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't read Korean uh if you're in Seoul it's likely you're going to use the subway so I found the subway career app a must. There are signs in English everywhere but the directions of the line are usually shown as both the end destination and the next stop. so you kind of need to work out which direction you want to go to and the app has a journey planner and the subway map as well as times of the next train and when it's going to come. So I was I was using that all the time whenever I was on the subway because yeah. the subway system is massive uh there's another app called Papa Go which is an essential Korean language app which I use also quite a lot so it, it both translate what you want to say in Korean but also has a conversation function which is really good so you basically say what you want to say in English and then it translates it in Korean uh, and then the other person says what they want to say in Korean and it translates it to you in English so you could have a converse- conversation via the Papa Go app um and then also it has uh an ability to translate written Korean so uh optimal character recognition I think it's recognition I think it's called OCR so it's really helpful for menus and signs so you could just take a picture of the menu or the sign and then tap each character and it'll tell you what it is in English so I also found that super helpful too uh and then the last one is Kakao Talk So if you have a Korean friend, they will probably use this already. And the stickers inside are super cute. And I think last time you guys mentioned you're using this at the moment for a BTS related chat, Grace.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, Our uh, NorCal army group has found three different sets of BTS stickers on Kakao Talk. Actually, Koreans call it Katok. Um, they shorten it, um, but they're super cute and fun to use. And there's also these little animated critter emojis that I've been using with my family for years um, before discovering the joys of army life. <laughs> and um, Kakao is, uh, is also a big, you know, Korean technology company. So it has a map app also and a taxi app which is really um, useful if you feel a little intimidated by having to, um, you know, actually hail a taxi and then have an interaction with the driver uh, about where you're going, because you could just input that all in the Kakao taxi app and it'll tell the driver exactly where you want to go. And you don't even have to link a credit card to the app. You can actually pay in person once you've reached your destination. I have heard and um, you know read in a lot of Facebook uh, group posts that uh, Naver Map is the more highly rated and user-friendly map. But I have both, just in case. And Naver does tend to have like a lot more user ratings for. you know, dining options, etc. So I've been using both of them, kind of looking at both of them in preparation. Obviously, the maps are going to be the most useful once I am in Korea. But the other really helpful thing I've found, as I just mentioned, is that I can use them to scout out dining options, um, places to go Bookmark Yeah, yeah. So I will search in the neighborhood where I will be at a certain part in my itinerary. And then I'll, I'll bookmark a bunch of options. Like, Oh, this is a good option. If I want Korean food at that time, Oh, this is a good option. If my kids are tired of that and want pizza or (laughs) whatever. And then it's really good for figuring out like, will I be able to eat anything if you have specific food restrictions yeah. Or if you have specific things you really want to try like I really want to try you know Pyongyang naengmyeon mm. or something like that. Um so you can like scout it out ahead of time so that you're not kind of in the neighborhood, being like, okay, now where do I, where do I go? So that's that's what I've been using um, the maps for so far, and I've bookmarked um, the addresses for my accommodations, the U.S. Embassy, and shopping. And there's another app for food reviews that's like Korean Yelp, called Mango Plate. But I actually think that the map is is easier because you can you know just have all the information in one place. And then there is another app um, that I found called Kluk. And I don't think it's a Korean specific one because I've seen different countries and, and cities on it, yeah. but uh, it has a bunch of different deals and experiences you can book. Um, and the experiences are really ri- wide ranging. There's a goblin shooting locations tour, for example, <laughs> and then there are DMZ tours, uh, Makkali brewing experiences, uh, like cooking and tasting experiences and more um i i've seen a couple other um similar apps called Trazy and kk day but i haven't i haven't figured out if those are as legit well actually Trazy seems legit but i can't download the app because it, it's not compatible with my version of android um which is unfortunate because one of the things that um, I was able to see on Tracy was like, you could sign up for being in the studio audience for like a pro like a music program. Oh, wow. So then you can like, I don't know if you'll be able to know ahead of time who's going to perform, but you can see live performances without going through the like rigmarole of trying to book a concert uh, concert ticket. Yeah. Yeah, When you're there cool
0: yeah yeah i use Kluke in hong kong actually so uh i i do second that as as a recommendation i got a a lot of really cheap tickets to so the theme parts are mainly um hong kong disneyland and and other places um Mm -hmm. but uh also wants to recommend airbnb for experiences so um yeah it's like the lesser known part of airbnb is having experiences but they're pretty good for seoul so i tried uh, a night market tour uh which i recommended um i figured because i was kind of on such a short time um constraints that uh I thought a tour would be really good because then I'd get to do you know everything and see everything but not you know be wandering around for hours trying to work out where I'm going (laughs) and and what to eat right um so (laughs) I do (laughs) really recommend that particular tour I can put the the link again in the show notes uh and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna see if I can get uh the 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 tour guide who took us around to come on the pod because she was so much fun um because part of the tour is um she takes you out to drink some soju and she teaches you some Korean drinking games as part of it Mm -hmm. and um and also I posted it on Instagram on at the time about this but it's the the octopus dish you know the the one where it's literally freshly made so the octopus (laughs) is still moving yeah I don't know what the name of that yeah I don't
1: I don't know either (laughs) (laughs) I've never wanted to eat it (laughs) so I have not committed that to memory.
0: Oh, but yeah like my fellow travel companions though they were they were so brave they were like yeah going for it I was just like, I could I could yeah I could not handle it <laughs> at all um, yes I
1: wouldn't be able to either no but
0: uh, yeah, so we got to try But and, and also the pro of doing the tour was that she kind of, she'd bought, she'd buy like one dish or two dishes and then we'd all share a little bit because the other problem with night markets um, is that there's so much food and you want to try it all. But by the time you've ordered a portion of this and a portion of that and a portion of something else, you're like full and you can't eat anymore, right? So right. because every portion is shared between the five or six people that were on the tour, it meant that you have got enough room to try a little bit of everything thing. Um, So by the end of the the time, it's not so bad. And she cuts the queues as well. So like this is massive, massive queue for this kind of like frozen, not frozen, sorry, deep fried donut thing at the end. Uh, It was amazing. Mm. It was so good. But like the queue went around the corner as classic things in Asia do. Like if you want to know what something, (laughs) if something is good, like check out the places that got a really long queue and then just join the queue. Um, Anyway, (laughs) So this queue went all the way around the corner, but because I think she does this tour like basically every day um mm-hmm. all the vendors know her really well so she just like awesome. went in and said like four of these donut things and then she got given them mm-hmm. straight away and we didn't have to I felt a bit bad for queue jumping but not, <laughs> not not enough to not were- enjoy my donut
1: <laughs> yeah were they the twisty ones yeah the twisty ones yeah 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 those are called guabegi guabegi okay yeah oh, they and- were so good yeah, I really want to try like a, a real one, a fresh one there yeah. because they have them in the Paris Baguette, you know, stores that are around. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I have one right down the street from me <laughs> yeah. where I live. Um, but I don't think that they're nearly this, you know, the same experience yeah. oh, as, it, you know, in the night market. Yeah. They were just amazing
0: because they're just so light, like the way that they were. So although they're deep fried and they're made of dough and you kind of think, oh, it could be quite heavy. They're so light. Uh, Oh, so good. Mm. good. (laughs) I'd love to have one now, but yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) And then I also went for a makeup lesson which was a a lot of fun as well. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if you, you have this experience, like I'm, I'm sure you do, but like, you know, like how Asian people are just so much more direct with their comments about uh-huh. your looks and things and uh, yes and it was funny because I was yes. I went I went with my my best my best friend who's Japanese so the two of us are used to it um but I did think this might be a bit of a disconcerting experience for like a westerner because she's like your skin is very dry and you don't look after it very well do you and I'm like yeah you're right you're right on both of those counts and she's like, because because you're getting old I was like "Yeah, that's true." I was- I will also take that you need to do X, Y, Z I mean she obviously meant it all in a you know she was doing it in a kind of like this is the advice you need because this is the stage of life you're at um, and this is how lazy you've been with your skin care so, <laughs> it was really good I really liked it I loved the fact that she was so direct and instead of like blowing smoke up my ass about how amazing I looked like she was just very like right you need this like heavier coverage now for your face
1: because you're older I was like yes <laughs> You're right.
0: You're right. Just tell oh me it all. Just bring it all.
1: Oh, that's so relatable. Yes, yeah. I don't think, I I mean, I think I'll skip that because <laughs> I have, I I have like, you know, you have I'm sure you do too, but I, I have the in-house, the relatives do, to do that. So true.
0: So, uh, true. so true. I so have yeah. that. I so have that. <clears throat> uh, in fact, my, my, my aunt was like, Hey, so you, um, you could go and get like a double eyelid surgery. <laughs> it's like plastic <laughs> surgery in career is really good, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, no. I mean, a, I really am too old to care. Um, for starters, <laughs> but second yes. of all, it's just like, mm-hmm. I like, I mean, I in a way, I was a bit like, I love that you still care for me. That at my very advanced age, you still <laughs> want double eyelids for me. Like you haven't given up that
1: hope. <laughs> yeah i mean i think uh, some of our western uh listeners will be horrified but this is truly the way that like older asian ladies show that they care about you it's so <laughs> like, it's so by being really direct and suggesting you know things like oh this will make you so much more beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh um so anyway uh I did not go for double eyelid surgery or in fact any surgery in mm-hmm. Korea so I just yeah. went to this makeup lesson but that was that was really fun so anyway there's there's a lot on there there's like uh you could take uh bike tours there's like uh trips along the han river so there's lots of different experiences on there and i i actually think it's a really great way to experience some of the the life in Seoul without having to worry about navigating yourself and things so uh yeah, yeah. So that's, a, that's another that's another one so grace for your trip how long are you going for where are you thinking of heading what are gonna be your main head highlights
1: um, so I'm going to be there for almost two weeks, um, mostly in Seoul and a few days in Busan, because, of course, you have to take the train to Busan, you know, and back. Of course. <laughs> <You have to. laughs> um, but we're planning to do some of the the like the classics, you know, the old standards that I've done before. But, you know, my kids have it. So, um, you know, including Gyeongbokgung, um Namsan Tower, Cheonggyecheon. So Gyeongbokgung is the big palace. Um, uh, Namsan Tower, we've seen a bunch of times in lots of dramas. Uh, Cheonggyecheon is the stream um, that runs a, runs through the center of Seoul. And it used to be like this kind of like basically sewer, but they like redeveloped it and they made it really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like In and um, which is an artsy, area and like artsy with and also traditional crafts um because i'm really curious also i mean i, I want to take my kids there but i'm also really curious to see how things have changed um because i get a, a, a few hints of that through dramas like wow you know this looks so nice and <laughs> i don't remember it like this yeah 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 um like i, I don't remember seeing a lot of people doing the renta humbok experience at Gyeong- Pukung, when I was last there, um, it either wasn't a big thing or I just was oblivious. Um, And Namsan Tower um, definitely did not have those locks before. Oh, I think somebody. Yeah, yeah. recent. Okay. Yeah, it's real. I mean, and I know this because when I was teaching English in Korea, I was also dating someone, and we went up Namsan Tower, and there were no locks. <laughs> else, so, else, you would so, have been this. I mean, I would have. <laughs> I would have had that experience, but in uh, 2006, that was. I don't think that was a thing yet, or it wasn't a very obvious thing. Uh, oh yeah, but um, one of the uh, places I've never been before that I'm most excited about seeing is uh, called Tejangum Park in Yongin. And it's basically this big set complex with like a bunch of his, where like a bunch of historical, you know, saguk dramas have been filmed. Um, and also BTS ARMY will recognize it because Suga's Te t- Chita mu- music video was filmed there. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, it- it's kind of silly like to go to a fake historical area, but it's like, you know, so familiar, right? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. so many dramas, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, <sighs>
0: I really want yeah. to do that. But it's a bit outside of Seoul, right? It's, uh, oh, yeah, it yeah. is.
1: It's like an hour, 45 minute drive. So I think that day we're going to like need to book a van to take all of us there and back and stuff like that. And another thing that I'm really looking forward to uh, is going to the super fancy jimjilbang in Busan called Spa Land. Um, I actually looked into going to the, you know, the Jinjianbang. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're another one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that the, you know, North Korean soldier ducklings went to oh, in crash landing on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that one looks like a lot of fun too. But um, I decided on the one in Busan because it'd be close to where I'm staying. I wouldn't have to do a separate trip out. Whereas um, that one, it's called the Red Ginseng Spa. Um, is in Paju, which is outside of Seoul, and so it would require another, like, side trip,
0: right. um,
1: which I was having, I am having trouble, like, fitting into my itinerary, so I, for now, that's not on it, um, but yeah, the, the spa land place is, like, huge, it's, like, I think it's run by um, Shinsege, which is kind of an upscale, like, department store company. Um, and it has, like, outdoor areas, too. So that that feels nice. Um, we're, we're also, um, for the kids, planning to do things like Lotte World and Alpaca World. <laughs> uh, so wait, wait.
0: Alpaca <laughs> World is – because I know Lotte World, we've seen it in many K-dramas. That's like yeah, a yeah, park, right? So Alpaca yeah. World, is that what it says on the tin? It's basically – alpacas
1: yes yeah it's you have to go outside of Seoul. so so yeah you know that's that's my other outside of solar excursion um, is to go to alpaca world and this um, rail bike area that's nearby but um, it, the alpacas are so cute oh. and I think my kids will really like it so I mean I'm sacrificing you know <laughs> the, the red ginseng spot. <laughs> <laughs> so that we could see cute alpacas <laughs> with my kids they, they better blinking like them <laughs> they better <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding i would love them too <laughs> yeah.
0: alpacas so. are very cute
1: yeah yeah um my my parents and my sister are actually meeting us for some of the trip and my mom said she wanted to take m- my kids to this uh korean folk village uh, right. okay. um also. So we're going to do that in the same day as we go to the Changum Park, um, because they're kind of in the same direction. Yeah. Um, And I hope that it's gotten to be more fun, because I remember going to this folk village as a kid and being like, this is so boring. (laughs) So I'm really hoping <laughs> that they've like, you know, like as with everything else that, that they, they like developed it a bit more and it's, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun, I, but I it's love- something my mom wants to do. So, yeah. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. I love that. I love that she didn't realize what a boring experience it was for you. That she's
1: like, yeah, let's do this with the
0: grandkids. <laughs> Grace loved it.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe I did love it, <laughs> but I don't know. This really reminds me, I, I've been watching this show called um, Poker Face with Natasha Leone. It's like uh, Columbo, it's girl version. Oh. Um, and last night, uh, I watched an episode where she has like, um, you know, those like, I'm about to die, the flashing oh, yeah. back moments. Yeah. And she's like, you know... When I felt like I was about to die, I I flashed back to this moment when I went to this like, like resort with my family as a kid, and I remember hating it. But then I flashed back to it when I was about to die. So maybe that was the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> but anyway, just talking about this, like how, like how, like maybe I remember it as being boring, but actually I really enjoyed it. <laughs> maybe you did. that reminds me of that I mean who knows maybe it's like just revisionist history in my mind
0: <laughs> you're gonna have to tell us about it if you do go you're gonna have to tell us yes I if, will definitely if, if, we'll do the it, even if it's just to say like guys don't go it really was as boring <laughs> as I remembered
1: <laughs> yes definitely we could we could do part two but um Actually, uh, Sarah, since you've already gone, um, do you want to tell people more about the main highlights of your trip?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, as you know, I've only had a few days, so I really focused on Seoul, even though I really wanted to go and see other places. I just thought I really should just try the main kind of tourist highlights, as well as some specific K-Drama-related locations, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as inhale as much Korean food as I could, especially street food so, um, yeah i I did really pack it in, uh, um, and I I killed my steps. I think one day I did like thirty six thousand steps., wow. uh, so, like I came, <sighs> back was so I was so tired, but, um, but it was all good, and I and I don't regret a thing, so, anyway, the hands down, my favorite thing that I did when I was in Seoul was to uh hire a hammock and go to Gyeongbokgung, which you've already mentioned is the largest of five historical palaces in Seoul. Um, and if you wear a handbook, you actually get in free. Um, but honestly, just do it alone, because it's just so much fun. Um, there are now loads of handbook places around the palace entrances. Uh, and as they have so many tourists there, and they all kind of go for this experience, you don't have to worry about not being able to speak Korean, because they're very well equipped to speak in English. Mm-hmm. There's tons and tons of choice. There's plenty of outfits for men, women, and children. And uh, and if you're not sure, handbooks are kind of they're tied around your bust, right? Um, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry too much about them. Not they're not very close fitting, as you probably know anyway, from from watching historical dramas. Um, and they have jackets in all coins of all kinds of sizes and the length of the handbooks for for, for tall people as well as shorter people. Um, mm-hmm. and it also includes hairstyling. Uh, although only if you have long hair. So, like, my Korean friend had, like, she has a kind of a bob just below her ears. And she was like, Can I have my hair done? And they were like, like Asian Ajumas. And they're like, No hair, too short. <laughs> so she was just like, You can have hair, b- choose a hairband. And then they basically had a stand of hairbands. So it was just like, That's your hairstyle. Anyway, so if you've got long enough hair that qualifies you, uh, you know, as judged by these Ajumas who do hair. You can, uh, you you sit down and they will style it for you. And then there's like, there's different, uh, uh, the simple styles and then more complicated ones. And the complicated ones have more accessories and you pay a bit more for the complicated ones. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think I went for a relatively complicated one because really it's so cheap. The whole experience is really, really cheap. And then you can also add shoes and handbags and men can get a, a gut, is it a gut? That Joseon Jose- had. Cut. Cut. Mm-hmm. hat yeah that joseph hat that you know you guys everyone sees in historical so they can get one of those um and then once inside the palace like every corner is just like a photogenic opportunity uh and everyone else there uh Lots of people are wearing hanbok as well. So it's really like adds to the experience that like you can really imagine yourself kind of in some historical like drama yourself. Uh, and they, um, there's lots of people that really know where all the best photo sh- spots are as well. So you can just kind of follow groups of people around and go, ah, oh, yeah, like that that, place there, that <laughs> corner there is really good. Um, so, yeah, it was super cheap. So it's like 15 US dollars for two hours. Um, you can pay more if you want to like, they call it designer handbook. So they have some really beautiful ombre styles and they have ones where everything matches and stuff. Uh, but honestly, even the the basic ones were, were really, really beautiful. So uh, mm-hmm. that was my absolute top favorite experience. Um, and I also went uh, up Nansan Tower, which was uh, a lot of fun that Grace has already talked about. And I also went up Lotte World Tower, which is like the tallest building in Seoul. Um I went in the daytime, it was kind of smoggy. So I didn't really get to see too far, but you do really get a sense of scale of how huge how huge soul is um mm. but probably for me like one of the patron questions was i think um your kiss marry or die i think so something that you liked something that you loved and something that you'd be like yeah and for me that mm, okay i would probably you know have done without would be the Lotte world tower the marry mm. me would be the handbook experience mm-hmm. and then maybe the kiss would be actually it would be yong Ma Lan. so yong Ma Lan is obviously <laughs> a specific like K-drama experience. So, for those of you um, who don't know, you might have seen Young Land in various different dramas. Um, so, it's a disused amusement park. Uh, it's used heavily in The Sound of Magic, and also appears in Cafe Minandang. It's was most recently featured in taxi driver season 2 um but basically any time there might be a scene where they've gone to some kind of like dilapidated looking amusement park it's yongmaland so yongmaland did used to be an amusement park and then it closed and then the current owners have just kept it um as a disused amusement park for people (laughs) to do filming in and for people to (coughs) tourists like us to go along to go to so it's slightly outside of seoul although still very much on the subway system so not difficult to get to um and it's you have to pay to get in but it's not it's not a lot it's not a lot and when me and my colleague went, it was completely empty and it's seriously really quite eerie. It, it makes great Instagram photos. Um, oh, I, did yeah. a, I did a whole reel of it. So if people, so on my at K Dramadis on Instagram, um, page, I have, uh, uh, a set of um story highlights and one of them is soul highlights so if you go in there the young Land reel that i did is in there but it really does look like everything that they do on the set uh, it just stays there like there's this random one roller coaster car that's on the top of the roller coaster <laughs> and then they've still got that carousel there and this creepy ghost train thing and this thing would never exist in the uk because it's a health and safety disaster <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> absolutely i, I was did, about to ask did, did you have to sign a
0: waiver to no, walk in no no there's basically at the at the entrance there's like this shack like that this lady who takes the <laughs> money lives in and uh, and you and Even her, even her shack looks like a K-drama location. Because honestly, like you look in and you can see she just basically lives in this house. Like there's a kitchen bit in the corner and there's the bit where her bedding is. And then there's just a counter where she takes the money. But other than that, you know, like on her left is all her like ramen. And like, it's just like like, the whole experience is so surreal. But yeah, like my colleague who's British was going around he's like a, he's a, he isn't like a, a K-drama fan to the degree that we are, but he has seen a few Mm. K-dramas and he really loves zombies um, and he loves kind of crazy locations. So he was totally up for coming to this place uh, with me, which I'm I'm really grateful for because I don't think my Japanese friend would have been quite so appreciative. Anyway, so he (laughs) was climbing around all these places in Land um he was just like saying this just just would not this would just not exist in the uk like this, this is, like these rigidy old steps and like no safety guard rails and no one supervising you like we just we were the only people there on a you know on a random tuesday afternoon in seoul and in november and um yeah we had the place for ourselves. we were just walking around no one no one cares um but it's uh yeah, it was so fun. It was it was kind of eerie. And it's also set within like so nearby are like a couple of couple of primary schools. So there was like the sound of children playing, which mm. is automatically really eerie when you've got like a you know, oh, this yeah. <laughs> amusement park location. So it was really like, whoa. I would not have wanted to go there when it was a bit darker, actually. It would, yeah, it would have been probably mm-hmm. creepy. But um, yeah, so it's a little bit of a trek out, like it took, probably took us half a day just kind of like to get out there and then, you know, enjoy ourselves around there and take lots of pictures and then leave again. Um, mm. Although probably quicker if you just took a taxi, probably, but we we, <laughs> we did the subway system and, and took a walk through uh, uh, up there. So it's like a 20 minute walk from the, from the subway station. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So um, if if that kind of sounds like it might tick your boxes, I really would recommend, uh, recommend it. And I can also jot down in the, in the show notes, uh, the website that I use to find it and, uh, and the information. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was like a whistle-stop tour of, of my <laughs> touristy highlights. Um, should we talk a little bit about where to stay? Um, so for me, uh, I was with work in, uh, which is one of the main areas in, in seoul uh one of the most tourist areas actually as well so i stayed with work at the lotte hotel in seoul which is super expensive and actually not very good value really although it's a really amazing <laughs> location um but when I was on my own dime I stayed in the uh, four points by Sheraton Chosun it's right by a subway station um but also walking distance to the palaces and, and Myeongdong street so I would personally really recommend Myeongdong as a place to stay especially if you're only mm. in Seoul for a few days just because everything that you would probably want to go to is really near there and then um the thing is I and I would just say like I. I'm like an ex Lonely Planet kind of backpacker traveler type person right so Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that's like a little bit like I hear the word touristy and I think this is not my kind of place (laughs) this is not the kind of traveler I am right but then the reality is that is actually the kind of traveler I am nowadays because it's like I've barely got any time and I just need all the things that I want in one place and that is Myeongdong, right? So it's like everything that yeah. you want to buy as a souvenir is there. Like all the restaurants that you want with English menus, and people who speak English are all there. All the tourist places are there. Like everything connects there. Just like you know, um, basically put aside the lonely planet backtrack of a person, if that if if that person exists in you, and just say, right, this is <laughs> this is where I'm going to go. I'm just going to hang <laughs> where the other tourists hang. That would be my personal
1: tip. That's a that's a good tip. I, I mean, a lot of the people who are posting on the Facebook groups are staying in Yeongdong because, you know, it's like kind of the center of all the activity. I mean, there are definitely the people who are like, oh, it's too touristy. You should stay in Hongdae because it's like young and hip or you can you know, you should stay at a Hanok Um which is actually something that we're <laughs> we're gonna I, I'm gonna do with my family. It's not a real hanok though. It's like a hanok-style house that is more modern. Yeah, and has air conditioning, uh-huh. which is very important <laughs> for in visiting home in, in the summer. It is very important, so that <laughs> that was a priority. But um, so we're staying in that um, Airbnb hanok style house in Chongno near the blue house um, at first. Yes. And then we're going to go to Busan for a few days um, and stay at a resort just because we thought, oh, it's the beach, you know, treat ourselves. You have to, <laughs> so like you have
0: to. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we're going to come back and stay at another Airbnb, in like an apartment in Gangnam. So um I'm, I mean, fingers crossed because like my experiences mostly in Korea have been staying at a relative's house. Yeah. So, so this is, this is very new for me. So I, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, cause Airbnbs can be sometimes misleading. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just hoping I chose well,
0: <laughs> um, That'd be great. Well, we'll we will find out, won't we? So we can have Grace's yes. recommendations or not of <laughs> Right. Right. So I was thinking actually just for people who aren't sure what a Hanok is, could you just explain a little bit about what oh, they are? Oh
1: yes. So a hanok is a a traditional style Korean house where it's basically um there's a courtyard and then the rooms are like arranged in kind of maybe like a u-shape around the courtyard and um the doors are made out of that um, kind of paper um yes so that's kind of how it is i'm not sure how they insulate (laughs) (laughs) um but you know in those traditional um uh you know in the hanoks uh traditionally the way they would heat during the winter um was uh through the floors yeah so um so yeah that's it i guess maybe when it's not air blowing it's not as big of a problem and you're always sitting on the floor you're sitting on the floor to eat you're sleeping on the floor so maybe that kind of negated the whole lack of insulation problem (laughs) but um yeah so that's what a hanok is if you've ever seen like personal taste you'll you will be intimately familiar with what a hanok looks like because that house that they filmed in was like a big part of the plot it's Ah. like this it it was a a traditional house that had been modernized um by like a brilliant architect and then uh I Ho's character was like, I I need to see this this house. And so there's, you know, lies <laughs> and deception. I think I, I, you don't it have all. to
0: tread, I don't think you have to tread so carefully because this is this is the drama that uh, I think Amy watched obviously because oh, yes. she was a big um I fan. And so she was like <laughs> But yes. I don't, because he he it's, pretends it's, to be. I do not
1: recommend this drama gay, Right,
0: he pretends to be yes. gay, but he's not actually gay. He pretends, gay. To,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 problematic. highly problematic. But anyway, if you want to see a Hanuk, that they feature it very prominently in that in that drama. Yeah. I mean, and they're all in the historicals also. Yeah. But you know, like you would see a, a more kind of modern, modern version Hanuk. of it. Yeah, 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 and, in that and- one. And John knows where actually Bukchon
0: Hanok Village is as well, right? So that's kind of an area. Uh, it's an area that yes. I visited um, that has. So it's a tourist attraction. So the 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 whole area there is full of like more traditional hanoks, which uh, a lot of them are open up now as cafes and places that you can mm-hmm. visit. And it's really it's really nice. It's really chilled. Um, really, really pretty. Um, yeah. And yeah, even though it's touristy, it's not like packed full of people. Kind of, you know. Peering at yes. people's houses and taking pictures and stuff. So yeah, it's also uh, a, a nice place to visit too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I'm staying on the opposite side of Gyeongbokgung from there because Bukchon is on the let's see the east of uh, Gyeongbokgung, and then I'm going to stay on the other side, um, closer to where the blue house is, because ah. the blue house is just behind and to, slightly to the west of Gyeongbokgung. And
0: for for those who don't know what the Blue House is, what is the Blue House?
1: Oh, the Blue House is the official presidential residence, which usually is not open to the public because presidents are living there. And it's not like the White House where they like just have a specific tour. and You can go past and the the living areas are separate. But um, in Korea, they hadn't had it open. But the way that I heard it was that the current president's wife, I think she, she is a practitioner of shamanism and something about the blue house was unlucky. So, so they don't live there. Or ill, ill omened. So they don't live there. So they've actually opened it up to the public right now.
0: Oh, I see. Ah, I love Um, that. I love that. That's like a, that's quite K-drama, isn't it? Like the president's wife (laughs) has a shaman who has said you can't live here (laughs) Mm -hmm. cool right so uh travel and getting around um so uh i always find public transport in asian cities are just so great um and i'm speaking as somebody who lives in the country like outside of london public transport is bad it's not it's not reliable and it's super expensive um but in seoul uh it was really easy uh, to get around with the subway. Um, surprisingly for me, mm-hmm. taxis are so cheap, so cheap. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I did go around on the subway a lot, but then I did my thirty-six thousand steps, and then like the rest of the days, I took a lot more taxis because I mm-hmm. was like, I can't do, I can't do thirty-six thousand steps yeah, every really day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, for me, taxis were really good. Um, and then you're taking the train to Busan, as you said.
1: Yes. Um, So I'm taking the bullet train, uh, KTX, from Seoul station to Busan, and I might actually be doing a day trip from Busan to Gyeongju, which is an area that has a lot of um, like ancient Buddhist sites and things like that, and also uh, ancient like royal tombs and things like that. Um, I may be, it's like in my itinerary right now, but once we're at the beach, we might be like, "Let's just chill." So I don't know, um, but yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that, and I've seen lots of chatter on the Facebook groups about you know how difficult it is to book this. Um, like you have to do it. Uh, I think that there's a limitation on um, how far in advance you could do it. Um, if you use the English version of the app, they assign you seats randomly. So then you have to like back out of it and then try again and back out of it and try again until you get the seats you want. Um, I haven't actually tried to do it yet because I'm not yet with a a month out. I guess I could try, uh, and see if that month thing is real, but, um, I, I'm just going to wait (laughs) because I figure a month out is enough time that I won't, you know, run out of options.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good luck.
0: Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So Korean language section. Yay. So we had uh, this last time in our introductory podcast. Um, we learned how to say Ji um, name properly or (laughs) I try to (laughs) anyway. So here we're gonna try instead of learning uh, another oppa's name we're going to learn some phrases to use so while we're going mm -hmm. around in 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 Seoul. So over to you Grace.
1: Okay so um, of course the very basic basic is annyeonghaseyo hello uh, in a in a polite way, and hamnida, which is thank you in a polite way. These are your friends. uh, Because, you know, like, at the very baseline, I think, you know, traveling to a foreign country, you always want to be able to say hello, and thank you um, in the in the native language. Um, But others that might be helpful are, um, if you are shopping, and you pick something up, and you want to know how much it costs? You could say, "이것 얼마예요?" "이것 얼마예요?" "이것 got my 얼마예요?" Uh huh. And then, as you go through the, you know, your day, you will need to use the facilities. I have heard that there are clean facilities in subway stations. Yes. Was that at your experience?
0: Yes. Yeah. There are. Yeah. And okay. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not like. Japanese style clean because Japanese toilets are still <laughs> the favorite toilets in the world for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then I but mainland Chinese toilets are pretty bad. So I think for me they are like um, <laughs> not as good as Japanese, but still good. Yeah, <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> yes. So, but if you aren't in a subway station and you need to go, um, 화장실 어디에요? Is where is the bathroom ordeal right? Hey, so do you know what? Um,
0: <laughs> one of those words that I know because it's Chinese. So, um, the Mandarin for bathroom is whoa, yeah. it
1: actually
0: stands That's awesome. For, yeah, so I don't know if you know the Chinese characters for it, but the Chinese characters are hua zhang, no. which means to make up room, uh-huh. so it's not even actually a bathroom, it's like a posh room. So, this is the makeup room.
1: Hwa-champs. Yes, I mean that's the same yeah. in Korean. Sometimes Hwajang is like cosmetics. Yeah, so you are asking for the basically the powder room, the powder room, the, is the actually, yeah, yeah that's the, the makeup yeah, yeah. room. Yeah. Yes, hwajangshil o-di-ay-yo? O-di-ay-yo? is where is the bathroom? <laughs> okay, uh, another one uh, that might come in handy is. 포장해 주세요. 포장해 주세요 means please pack it to go. This is for like if you want food, like takeout. So if is you this want takeout food? So is this like when you
0: order some food and then you want it to take out? Or is it when you've like ordered way too much food and you uh. need to pack a doggy bag?
1: but uh,
0: scenarios are like very highly likely to happen i think
1: that's true um so it's more for the former it's right. you're you're asking at the start that you get this food to go yeah um so i think if you've eaten your fill and you have a bunch left over you might say hail, right. which is pack it right um Pack, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> pack this. Sad choose heo. Choose means like g- give to me. Please give to me. Choose yeah. heo. So you'll hear choose uh, a lot um, at the end of a lot of like requests. Right. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So yeah. Um,
0: are so there ca- any? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So. My 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 main phrase that I found helpful to use. Oh, so first of all, like obviously my experience of traveling in Korea is going to be slightly different from um a white westerner's experience of traveling to Korea because mm-hmm. I will look like I'm Korean. So mm-hmm. uh one of my most useful phrases <laughs> was to say I don't speak Korean. Um which I learnt uh, off by heart because I had to say it quite a lot. And it started right from the plane. So like I took a, a, um, an Asiana Airlines flight. Um, mm-hmm. So Asiana are one of the two main Korean airlines, the other one being Korean Airlines. Um, and obviously, as soon as I got on the plane, they were they were just talking to me in Korean. And I was like, oh, it starts now. Everyone's going to assume <laughs> that I'm Korean. So um, so I learnt this phrase, um, which I'm probably going to butcher, but 한국에 um, mutamida." <laughs> um mm. so which i think is supposed to say i don't speak korean so mm-hmm. anyway so there's a guy on the plane next to me in my seat who took pity on me because he realized that i am actually not korean but all the air hostesses kept talking to me in korean so he was like translating for me uh, <laughs> and basically saying either saying she doesn't speak korean or basically just like just giving me whatever it is they were asking me to you know for whatever um so he was uh a, a Korean that had was working in in London he was just going home to visit his parents for a short visit anyway I practiced mm. this phrase on him and I said how does this sound and he went actually not good and I was like oh really is it really bad like my pronunciation is really bad and he said no actually your pronunciation is too good and I was like okay <laughs> Okay, now I'm confused. He goes, yeah, the thing is, you you sound like you're saying that actually your Korean is okay, but you sound like you're being modest and saying that you can't actually <laughs> speak Korean when you can actually speak Korean. And and I said, oh. okay, I think I get that. And he goes, yeah, so you need to make it more British-accented. Like, I don't know. He goes, I, c- I can't really suggest how you might do that, but just say it, but say it more English. <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> And it goes, so then people will take you seriously and think, aha, okay, she doesn't speak Korean, as opposed ah. to she does speak Korean, but she's being modest about how much Korean she speaks. I was like, okay, I think I get that because um oh. because I do say that sometimes in Mandarin. I will say my Chinese is not very good, even though actually I'm fluent in Chinese, but I just want to excuse <laughs> like how bad my how badly I think my Chinese is. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of I kind of got where he was coming from. So uh, like yes. um, Yes, thank you to my random traveller companion for helping point me, point out But I needed to make yes. my, my, I stopped trying to make my Korean sound more Korean, make it sound English so that people know that I genuinely <laughs> <laughs> speaking.
1: That makes so much sense. Oh, because I have actually been like practicing how to say my Korean is not very good, but <laughs> I might just be confusing people and I should just accept that they will judge me for my poor Korean. Yeah. Yeah. But at least it won't be confusing. Yeah. Then I'm saying yep.
0: I'm saying yep, obviously, because I appreciate where you're coming from, not because I think your Korean is bad, but I <laughs> no I, my Korean
1: is bad. <laughs> no, I no, I have the same
0: well, experience in Canton, like in Hong Kong when I speak. I mean there are some I got so annoyed once. I was in I was in Hong Kong and I was ordering in Cantonese. It was in a it was in a KFC actually and I wanted to order fries and I used the word potato instead of fries. And hmm. and this woman just looked at me like she's like you mean fries you don't mean potato and I was like oh it's just so like she was just so she was so mean about my Cantonese I was like I was literally I was like okay fine I'm gonna do the rest of this order in English and you're gonna have to translate <laughs> because I'm like I'm not taking the attitude from you. I'm just not I was like let's see how good your English is right so what we'll
1: Oh that but, yeah. that actually yeah no i i am familiar with that also like i i remember um you know just speaking speaking korean poorly as a child visiting korea and people looking at me like there's something really wrong with me <laughs> like what is your problem what is your problem that you cannot speak our language <laughs> correctly and then i'd just be like okay, Look, I am a Kyopo. Kyopo. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Kyopo? Uh, a Kyopo <laughs> a gyo-po is, it's like a casual way of saying a foreign born ah, uh, person Korean. of Korean descent. I have ah. since learned that the way you say Korean American is Hangukke Migugin. Right. Um, that means. Like a uh, Korean who's actually an American <laughs> I, I think basically basically nigugin, <laughs> but most people don't say that. most people say po. yeah, um yeah, yeah, actually the other <laughs> the other phrase that I
0: found quite uh, useful was um just to uh, ask them to wait a moment, so am I saying it right? was it Chamshimanyo?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I learned it chankamanyo, but uh, I think that's probably more uh, casual. So chamshi manyo is the more polite way to say it. So that's what I would usually say to the taxi driver while he
0: was talking at me in Korean, and I was struggling to open my Papa Go app to, <laughs> to say to find the Korean for what I needed to say. So I was like, Tem manual, <laughs> Tem and then like and then find the app and then show him my phone and then yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, yeah. that was another useful phrase. For me, just to just to give them give like have them give you some time before you can like yeah. find it is what you need. I mean, it's so much easier to travel nowadays with a phone. So. It was yes. relatively straightforward for us to to give locations of where we wanted to go because we would just have it on the phone and then just show them. And they, all of them drive with, a, you know, like a map app themselves. So they just mm-hmm. put the same thing right. in and then, yeah, they're off. So, yeah, yes. that, was, yeah. that was relatively straightforward. Um, I found the experience of being in a taxi driver, in a taxi with, say, me and my Japanese friend versus me and my White Western colleagues was really different. So um, we found quite, I don't know whether we just chanced upon them or something, but we had some really funny um, Korean taxi drivers um, in the cars (laughs) with us when I was with my white Western colleagues, like one of them literally, like he, he just asked us, you know, where we came from. Uh, which is often, by the way, the first question that that people ask. I find like in any taxi, whether it's in China or where or, or Japan. Um, anyway, uh, so then we said we were from England. He just bur- We said we were from the UK, and then he burst into uh, our national anthem, uh, and he could actually sing more words than, a, a, than <laughs> I could, like he knew it off by half. Wow, that's I amazing! Was, I was so impressed, and then <laughs> and then. And then, and this was completely not safe. And this is obviously why we have very, many violent deaths in, in K-dramas. But he was checking his, like, phone while he was driving and uh, and showing us the pictures of the queen and trying to explain to <laughs> us that he felt very sad for us that she had passed away. Oh, Oh, gosh. oh
1: that's so funny. That, that so- actually reminds me of uh, <laughs> um, a time when... Um, the, the first the last time I was in Korea but I was with um, my husband and uh, we got into a car and we had a similar conversation and then at some point in this conversation the taxi driver said "Can you explain to me what does take on me mean And we are like what what are you what are you talking about? He's like, you know take me on." <laughs> You know, like he he was like, there's a song, it says, Take Me On, and then Take On Me, and it's very confusing. And my husband and I were like, Actually, we have no idea either. (laughs) We have no idea. It's Norwegian. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I guess you have to have a kind of an outgoing personality to be a like I a happy driver, cab yeah.
0: driver yeah so true. it's so true you want to meet
1: people you want to talk to yeah you know strangers that I mean that would not be the job for me <laughs> no so
0: no I, I more I, I, power I, to I, them yeah I'm not great at either driving all day or making small talk that generally taxi driver is a career that um yeah would be the bottom of mm-hmm. my wish list
1: and and how um often or how common was it that um you would uh, randomly interact with people who did speak a bit of English. Well, so
0: this is where I, yeah, this is where I think uh, white Western travelers will, or or rather non Asian looking travelers might have a advantage because you evidently, mm -hmm. you know, people will look at you and go, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to speak Korean to you. So when I was with my, my colleague, um, Obviously, everybody kept speaking to me in Korean, assuming that i was his travel, like guide (laughs) slash translator slash, you know, native. And I'd be like, no, I don't know anything more than he does. Um, So sometimes, actually, in some shops, I was like, I'm just going to send you in because otherwise they're going to talk at me. uh, Whereas they're going to try at least (laughs) to speak English with him. So, um, yeah, so he... He often got people speaking English to him. Actually, okay. I think, I think uh, a lot of people, especially in Myeongdong, were used to speaking to foreigners in English, um, and uh-huh. other younger people wanted to practice their English and things. So I think um, those who don't look Asian will uh, have a have an experience of of, of that. Um, whereas, yeah, I, I definitely had people just assume that I could speak Korean. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. Okay that makes a lot of sense. And actually it backs up I had a conversation recently with a friend of mine and we were talking about traveling to Korea and he was worried about cuz he's learning Korean and and you know he's Italian American. But uh, he, and he was worried about like oh you know are, are they going to look down on my pronunciation are they not going to be able to understand anything I'm saying and I was like don't worry. No. You, your face will tell them like they shouldn't expect like like perfect Korean and they'll love that you're trying so hard. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's yeah, it's when they look at my face and my Korean isn't perfect that they're like, What is going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you'll <laughs> have that, this situation? Yeah, yeah.
0: you'll have that thing. Like, I have this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Like I was with like my my Western colleagues in China and they were speaking. Like really, quite broken Chinese. I mean, you know, kudos for them for trying, but they'd speak their broken Chinese, and then these Chinese people were like, "Wow, your Chinese is so good, just so good." And then my Western colleagues were like, "Is it?" And I'm just like, "No, it obviously it's not." In my head, anyway, I wasn't wasn't that rude, Um, but I just thought, "No, obviously not." And then I'd say my bit, which was more fluent, and they'd be like, "Your Chinese is so bad. You really need to improve your Chinese." I'm like, "Brilliant. This is is just yeah." (laughs) the double standard so that so that right so shopping I wanted to talk a little bit about this I mean obviously like Korea is a shopping paradise um and on the whole I mean I live in London so it's all relative I mean I don't live in London so I live in the UK but I lived in London for like 15 years so it's all relative Mm -hmm. but I found Seoul relatively inexpensive Um, The travel Mm -hmm. was inexpensive, the food was inexpensive and uh, things to buy were were pretty on par probably with what I found in the UK, if not cheaper. So Mm -hmm. specifically about K-drama and K-pop merchandise, I just wanted to bring up. So I had read in similar to you i had kind of looked at other people's trying to travel comments and stuff and there was this one person that had put posters uh, photos up of a uh, shop selling K drama things and then somebody else asked like oh where did you find this shop and she's like oh they're everywhere um so I kind of went to Seoul thinking they were genuinely everywhere, but they're not everywhere, right? They are, mm-hmm. K-drama especially. I think K-pop, you can definitely find more stuff, but K-drama is not everywhere. It's just, mm-hmm. from, from my experience, there might have been like pockets of where there were some more, but for me, it was really just in Myeongdong. And actually, mm-hmm. specifically in the underground mall at Myeongdong Station, which is a, mm-hmm. a, quite a long mall that runs like the length of effectively Yujiro street um but the mm-hmm. bit around myongdong station itself there are a few uh stores there and they sell both k-drama and k-pop stuff so that's the only place i found um mm. to buy. so if you're looking specifically for that kind of merchandise those are the shops that yeah, that's the kind of where you need to go um yeah But generally, also the other things that I wanted to buy uh, from Korea were skincare things. Um, I went to this really cute earring shop where they replicate a lot of the K drama earrings. So they actually Mm -hmm. have pictures of like lots of pictures of Park Min Young in all her, you know, various (laughs) rom coms because she she has good. She has really good earring game, like really good earring game. And they've replicated all these earrings and then you can just buy them. Um, and that's mm-hmm. in Myeongdong too. Um, and yeah, like uh, cute souvenirs for, for to take home for the kids, like cute car- cartoon characters and things like that. They were all in Myeongdong. Mm-hmm. So basically for me, I got all the souvenirs that I needed uh, uh, from, from there. Socks, socks everywhere. Like socks are huge mm-hmm. in Korea um so lots and lots and lots and lots of uh, stores that sell socks and socks were a good really cheap as well like 1 1 pound or like a, mm-hmm. a little over us dollars um for a pair of socks so really good cheap
1: souvenirs yeah what
0: about you grace
1: yeah. um well i'm not um, much of a shopper, but, um, I do want to get some souvenirs. So it, I mean, it's, it's good to know that the K-drama and K-pop stuff is mostly in Myeongdong. Um, I, I remember really enjoying Namdaemun market, um, on previous, uh, trips because, um, so Tongdaemun is more like for clothes and I've never been very much into clothing. And then, you know, it was just, and sizing is, is difficult in Korea. Um, So um, Namdaemun is the place that I really enjoyed because that's um, kind of like where a lot of the souvenir shops get their souvenirs, like in bulk. Yeah. Um, I remember wanting to buy like a, a traditional looking tea set. And it was like at a souvenir shop, really expensive, looked really nice. And my grandma was like, no we don't buy it here <laughs> we went to Landemun and it was way cheaper so yeah. so um that's mostly where i plan to do my shopping um hopefully it's still you know the same everything a little bit <laughs> cheaper uh, yeah, and no, then also yeah i yeah, found it ahead? was a
0: little i found it was a little bit cheaper but i i didn't like for me personally and it might be because you've got um well you speak Korean and you are Korean um but I personally found it a little bit overwhelming so Mm. it's like so big and um there's almost too much choice I found I know that sounds crazy but especially if you're someone who doesn't do a lot of shopping like I don't so like I was mentioning about the earring shop so the earring shop had in itself like a thousand pairs of earrings which was already Mm. quite overwhelming but at least I found I could pick like 10 pairs of earrings. Okay. But in Nandamun, they had three streets of earrings shops. <laughs> um, and yep. I said, I said to my colleague, I want to buy some earrings. He's like, okay, go for it. I'm like, I like, I don't know where to start. I literally don't <laughs> know where to start. So I felt yeah. almost like, I know it probably would have been a little bit cheaper, but there was an element of like, at least someone else has picked them uh and also labeled them as part <laughs> so I was earrings that's true but, um, I mean if you're short yeah. for time maybe it was really but although I did really 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 I think we chatted about this as well there is um in the middle of the namdaemun market are various little food streets where the mm-hmm. uh there's like a it's it's not even a street like an alleyway where they all specialize in a specific type of food and so i went to have the cut noodles is it kalguksu yes so this alleyway was only kalguksu uh noodles mm. Um, so yeah, I had a bowl there and they were better than the ones that were made famous by the Netflix street food, Asia uh-huh. program, uh, uh-huh. in the night market. So yes. yeah, Guanjiang market is the market I went to f- with the Airbnb food tour.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. That one's huge, right? It's big. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was quite glad to do it on the street tour because, it's quite overwhelming. Uh, but anyway, so it's still totally worth going to my Market because it is an experience of itself. Um, I just mm-hmm. found the shopping part of it quite overwhelming because there's so many stalls and so much choice. Yes. Uh, so if you're going back to blankets. Oh! I didn't know about cream blankets. Please tell us about cream blanket. I love blankets.
1: <laughs> um, no, they, well... I'm not sure where you can reliably get these uh, because I've gotten them at Namdaemun Market before. Uh, But I really like the light Korean blankets for the summertime. um, They've just got a very thin, soft cotton outside and like a bit of a fluff inside. Right. And I'm sure you've seen them on dramas like... The way that Koreans make their beds is interesting. It's like sheet and then a, a blanket and then yeah. another blanket. And then, and, and then it's like, you wash the whole blanket. But anyway, <laughs> these blankets. Um, we- I think that they're at Moon Market. Um, my husband calls them cloud blankets because oh. they're just really soft and light. Yeah, they're comforting.
0: I, I want one now. Right. Yeah. So um K-pop, do you wanna tell us a little bit about what you found out research-wise about K-pop? Because I I did not I am not really a K-pop fan. So with my limited time, I didn't do anything K-pop related.
1: Um, so I am a K-pop fan, but I am, you know, I'm kind of baby army. I, I'm not like like army all army. in my whole life, uh, is army. Um, not yet. I mean, I, it, that's not really my personality also. So I'm going to be like more like an Amy army army style, Amy, Amy, yeah. um, person. Um, but yeah, so everything I've read so far about trying to go to K-pop concerts in Korea has seemed a bit overwhelming. Yeah. So I um, given that it's like kind of first first time back in a long time, traveling with family, a lot to coordinate, I'm thinking I'm going to skip it this time. Yeah. Um, but I am going to try to go to Jimin's dad's cafe in Busan yeah. called uh, it's called Magnate. Um, it seems really like a low key, low pressure way to feel like some army love and connection. So that's that's going to be my K-pop stop. Um, but for people who have like the energy and time and commitment, I, I really commend you and support that. And, you know, like there's lots of information if you like join these groups or if you go on Reddit, um, I bet there's like huge Reddits on this also. um, um, so you definitely have to be a member of like the group's fan club, like, like official army member or, you know, official stay or whatever, if you, um are a Stray Kids person. And then you follow them on all the socials so you won't miss any of the announcements. And then you need to get a Korean SIM card so you can have an in-country phone number to be able to buy the tickets when they become available. Um, And I'm not uh, an expert at all. This is all from Facebook. I just want to give a sense of like the steps that you would need to follow to to get. maybe to get, (laughs) even then it's not like a guarantee as I'm sure, um, you know, all the K-pop fans out there are aware of, it's not a guarantee. Um, but yeah, so it's, um, it's a lot. So, you know, cheering on anyone who's going to do that, but I, for this trip am not. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I
0: mean, I would say by the way that a Korean SIM card is pretty, Uh, mandatory anyway for your trip Um, Mm -hmm. my colleague didn't bother to get one because he'd read that there's Wi-Fi everywhere Um, which is kind of true but kind of not Uh, And either way, if you're stuck in the middle of the street, like in between Wi-Fi spots, then you're kind of stuck. Right. And it's so cheap. So I really recommend that you do it and you can get it at the airport because the stands Mm -hmm. there. Everybody speaks English and it's just you've got it like from the get go. And you don't have to worry about getting to your hotel and then not being able to get onto data to look up, you know, this, that and the other. So um, get a Korean sim at the at the airport. Okay so I also wanted to just cover briefly food because food was one of my main things that I really wanted to do a lot of in Korea um, and oh my god there were so many options but first of all before we get to food can I just say like Koreans really love their coffee right I mean like I thought I knew as a K-drama fan how much they love their coffee because they're always ordering Americanos um, <laughs> but honestly if I and also like I you know I live in Europe right we are a pretty big coffee culture country you know countries as well that I've traveled in but in in Seoul I was just amazed by how many coffee shops there were and they were full right they were they had proper business but you could go down a street and like every other shop was a cafe um Mm -hmm. and they have obviously the chain so Starbucks is pretty big I found in Korea like way bigger in Seoul than it is in the UK, um and other Korean coffee chains, but also loads and loads of really, really lovely boutiquey, artsy, mm-hmm. you know, really differently themed cafes. So the Korean
1: cafe culture seems to be, was it as huge when you were there last? No, it wasn't. It wasn't as big when I was there last. Although maybe it's a thing that I didn't notice because I I have never been a huge coffee drinker. But I think it really has developed a lot since then. Yeah. Um, You know, just like the cutesy, like, I don't know you know, like you said, lots of themed things. Like when I'm looking at the restaurant reviews, like every other thing that I click on is a cafe and they each have a different ambiance and a different specialty and all of that. So I think if you like coffee or if you like cafes, this is really gonna be a nice thing to wander around visiting all the different cute cafes. Yeah, definitely. I
0: felt like I didn't have enough time to do that this trip, but uh, certainly because I'm not, I don't really drink alcohol. So um, I think it's a really good alternative way of spending (laughs) your (laughs) time drinking a beverage instead, like have that, enjoy the cafe culture instead. So food. Um, So one thing I did find was, uh, and I think this has been common in Traveller Threads as well, that the food Uh, portions in Korean restaurants are often quite big because they're for groups uh, that you order order, like you go together with, you know, friends or family. So if you're solo traveling, you might struggle to obviously finish a portion of food that's for two or three people um, and potentially have a little bit less choice. Um, What would you Mm -hmm. what would you say to that?
1: Yeah. And um, actually, did you ever experience... um, someone telling you that you couldn't dine alone in their, in their establishment, because I, that yeah. is a thing.
0: Oh, really? I didn't, cause I didn't yes. travel. I didn't actually have any meals alone. I was lucky
1: enough to always be with either oh. my friend or my colleagues. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I uh, think is helpful to know is that all of the big um, department stores have huge food halls yeah. at the bottom. So like if you are traveling alone and most of the time, you know, you won't have a problem, but there will be restaurants that will turn you away because they don't serve just one. You can say that, you know, uh, you can say that you uh, will order two, two persons worth of food. um, But even then you might have trouble um, because they, it's also a culture that like, like leftover food is kind of like wasting food is kind of a no, no also. So that, that is, uh, that is trouble, but um, yeah, the department stores always have really yummy food options in, in the basements. Um, There's like a grocery store and then lots of like booths of different foods. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that, I think that's a good um, option for solo travelers. Yeah. And also I think uh, street food was
0: also a good way to, well, A, that street food is is fun to have anyway, but it was also a good way of trying lots of different food. So for me, like I just... I didn't have enough days to try all the food that I wanted to eat for example so like um, so Myeongdong is so traditionally Myeongdong had a really good uh, street market street food night market Uh, it all just died away during lockdown so if you read some of the older threads it will say that Myeongdong's dead and there's nothing there anymore but actually it started up again so I was there Mm -hmm. November 2022 um, and it was definitely you could see that a lot of stores had moved out but you see lots of new stores beginning to move in um mm-hmm. and the night market there was pretty active uh, and there was a really good choice so uh, again for me because I was on such a short time frame it was a really good way of me trying like uh there was pork belly on a stick I got you know plenty of chances to have tekboki and the fish cake skewers Uh, They also had like seafood and fried chicken. So then you didn't have to go to a specific restaurant that did all this different food. You could kind of just try a little bit of everything along the street. Um, And the one in Myeongdong, all the signs and stuff for the food were all in English as well as in Korean. So it was really kind of traveler friendly.
1: That's awesome. Um, uh, Also, I just realized, you know, um, Naver... Could be useful for solo travelers, you know, to scout out, you know, these dining options ahead of time. Because I remember reading something about how there's actually like a uh, a dedicated search button that has like a picture of like onigiri, um, like triangle, uh, the you know the triangle rice, Rice. uh, yeah, balls thing. (laughs) Um, So uh, so it says honpap on it which means solo eater Um, so you can actually i think filter in neighbor maps um, for restaurants that will specifically serve solo eaters Um, and if you go to a barbecue restaurant you could just say uh, (laughs) which is i will order two persons worth If they want to say, oh, no, we don't serve just one person. Yeah. And that uh, on all of the posts that seems to work for barbecue restaurants because the the meat portions aren't as big. As like, if you go to like, you know, a pudejjigae place, yeah. it's like a huge thing of stew. Yeah. Um, so like you saying you're going to order, you know, enough for two people is like, okay, but you're not going to eat that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. apparently for like barbecue places, because the the meat portions aren't as big, they're like, okay, you can you can buy two and eat it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um. And then obviously also
0: there's night markets, which is like street food. But then the other thing that I think is an experience to try is to eat at convenience store. Because that's like (laughs) like, culturally, because I mean, we just don't have them in the UK. We do not have 7-Elevens or convenience stores that are open 24 hours. And we certainly don't have the ones that stock... All of this kind of convenience food that um, Korean convenience stores stock. So I think there's definitely an experience of, you know, buying your pre-packaged processed sausage and your (laughs) pre-packaged processed kimbap (laughs) and your, um, yeah, all the meals that you can heat up in the microwave there and all the different types of ramen and the hot water you can pour. So I think all of that is definitely an experience and obviously very accessible for solo travelers.
1: Yes. And it's a it's a quintessential, you know, K drama experience. Also. That's, <laughs>
0: That's, it. That's it. yeah. Um, right. Uh, the other topic I wanted to mention just briefly, just because I found it not as straightforward as perhaps I was assuming it would be, which is money and cash. Um, so whereas lots of and lots of places take credit cards, uh, it is obviously always handy and useful to have some money. So, but not all ATMs take foreign credit cards uh debit cards rather so you need to find ones that uh have the words global atm on them uh and they're generally in the bigger bigger banks so i got a a loadout at the airport um because obviously all the atms there are are global um and then when i ran out of that cash in seoul I, i i looked for the bigger banks um that had the global atms mm-hmm. in them um and then the other thing that i found surprising so i don't know how uh common it is in the us for you guys to be using um contactless payment methods and things but in the uk it's now like i can pretty much get around just with my watch and just pay on either my watch or my phone without getting my card out um and I assumed Mm. that in Seoul that would be really easy too because they're so technologically advanced but actually it wasn't common at all so uh I had to physically pull out my card um and they didn't generally have contactless um but then they had kind of the contactless experience in that like you just stick the card in the reader you don't sign you don't put a pin in they don't care so they don't even (laughs) do any checks it's up to a certain amount so I think the similar to contactless like in the UK you can now do contactless up to 100 pounds um so I don't think it's as high as that for for Korea but up to a certain amount they don't really check Uh, over a certain amount Mm -hmm. they'll make you sign but um yeah I haven't physically gotten out a credit card uh, a credit card and had to sign for it for quite a long time so that was uh that was something that I was surprised about
1: yeah Um, I live in Silicon Valley, but I regularly still pull out my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might be me being kind of a boomer uh, also uh, when it comes to technology and not like really understanding how this contactless stuff happens so uh that might just be my preference and people who live around me might be thinking grace you're just you know you're just clueless <laughs> but this is this is normal for me so I, I i guess i will feel right at home you'll feel right <laughs> at home yeah.
0: <laughs> i think i think for us well we were kind of going contactless anyway but then i think the covid thing just sped it all up so i think uh i think uh, for european countries anyway it's it's probably a bit more ah that makes sense a bit more um a bit more popular these days. Right. Yeah. So then we had some uh other questions from Patreon members, uh, because we put a thread up in the Patreon. Um so there was a question about uh K drama sites. Um so Grace has already mentioned Klukas has having some K drama tours. Um, but the other website that I found really helpful was Korean Dramaland. Uh so Koreandramaland.com. And it has uh, both uh, locations that you can search and also K dramas that you can search. So you could, for example, if you're really into uh, uh let's pick Amy's favourites, so a Goblin, then you could find all of the Goblin filming locations all listed out on this website. Or you could have it the other way, which happened to me actually. I was walking past a coffee shop, which is called Mauritius Brown, near uh one of the women's universities. And I was like, oh my God, this, I so know this location. Like, I know this is in a K-drama, <laughs> but I can't for the life of me remember you which me one self. it was. <laughs> no, I actually, I haven't seen Yumi Cells. So loads of people said Yumi Sells, but actually I remember uh-huh. from tomorrow, but I didn't realize uh-huh. it was that. And so then I did the reverse of, of that. So I looked up the location and then it gave me all the K-dramas that had been filmed in uh-huh. the cafe of which one was Yumi Cells, And one of them was
1: tomorrow.
0: <laughs> so it's a really good and useful kind of tool uh, for either or. So you could either look up the, your favorite K-drama location or you could be in a place and think, Oh, wait, what's near me that was once used in a K-drama? Um, so I, play, <laughs> I really recommend that site and, and, you know, kudos and props to the people that maintain this site of like, hundreds and hundreds of locations it's amazing it's so good yeah yeah um then could we also got a question on oh yeah this is for you grace so is it easy slash doable to visit Busan and Jeju inside a 10-day trip or
1: totally unrealistic so, um, this is a subject of hot debate <laughs> 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 on, on, the, on the Facebook uh, groups because um, most people will contend that you need at least four days for Busan and at least four three or four days for Jeju, uh, which leaves you with very few days in Seoul. So you should just pick one or the other. But I mean, to me, it seems really like it matters uh, how much you want to do it. um, Because, you know, to do Busan, you're probably going to train, uh, train there and back. It's, you know, two and a half hours each way. I personally don't think there's a lot that I want to see in Busan. So if you are like me and you just want to see a few things, then I, I imagine you can do that in two days. Mm. Um, Jeju is an island and, you know, you have to drive all around it. And the most efficient way to get there is to fly. So that one, I really do think maybe, you know, at least three days would be good. But, you know, it really depends. For me, I don't like to push myself. But some people really like to go, go, go. Yeah. So do you want a vacation or do you want travel? You know, like, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I want I want a bit of vacation. Yeah. So
0: um I mean, I, I would just want to add to that, I found that because I have my experience of traveling in some Asian countries uh, or Asian cities specifically quite tiring just because of how huge they are so i found that um the big agent cities like beijing and shanghai tokyo were quite exhausting uh places to travel in because they're so big and to get mm-hmm. around where you need to go uh quite exhausting um but in contrast i think seoul was not as exhausting as that's so the not as big and sprawling as say tokyo but still pretty tiring so if you do want to see yeah. lots of the different uh places and things it's it's still a lot to pack in in a day that mm-hmm. will leave you quite tired so i would i would probably recommend that you you do pace yourself on that one we also had a really interesting question on on this so uh the question was thoughts on hanbok rentals as a westerner appreciation or appropriation i really like this question actually um So I just thought uh, I would just cover off what cultural appropriation for me is. Um, So for me, it's something where you're making money off of something that is part of someone else's culture and without doing any work to understand or appreciate the difficulties of that culture uh, or join in its fight for any anti-racism that the people from that culture experience. So obviously we've seen in the news recently Gwen Stefani and her Harajuku girls uh, as being an egregious example uh, but also yoga for example which is an predominantly white healthy hippie thing that people do but is obviously actually from India um, so that for me is kind of the more typical examples of cultural appropriation for me and obviously Grace I want your views on this as well mm-hmm. uh, for me handbook hire I think is more in the appreciation category so you're not making money out of it. You are in, in fact, hiring them off of yeah, Korean-based, uh, Seoul-based companies, and you're doing Korean tourism a service in a way by sharing this with friends, which might make them want to visit Korea and make might make them, you know, curious about Korean culture uh, and understand where these outfits come from. So for me, it it's more in the appreciation part rather than the appropriation part. But what do you think, Grace?
1: Um, I agree with you. I agree um, that it is uh, more of an ap- appreciation thing, um, because this is a thing that is encouraged, you know, um, by their, like the tourist industry there. Um, you're not taking ownership of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you're not claiming it as like, oh, this is my thing, um, yeah. you know, um, So I agree that that is appreciation and not appropriation. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of conversations to be had about appropriation when it comes to Korea, but this one I think is pretty clearly like an appreciation thing because you're supporting the the industry, you're supporting these artisans, you know, the makeup artists and things like that. So I think, I think it's pretty safe.
0: (laughs) Yes. Go rent handbox, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, as you know, I had a short trip. Um, so there were like f- quite a few things that I really wanted to do that I didn't manage to fit in. Um, and there were probably things that you, even though you're going for a slightly longer time than me, um, have wanted to fit in but couldn't. Um, so I thought we could cover them off a little bit in our last section. Um, so for me, on <laughs> my list of things that I wanted to do but just ran out of time for was um k-beauty so actually going for some uh skin treatments and facial treatments i never got the chance to do that but i understand that uh actually it's a lot more foreigner friendly and there are actually some companies out there that will help you book um appointments and things if you want to have uh either more simple treatments or actually want to have some quite extensive treatments um There is um, all of that. And I also know that if you wanted plastic surgery, for example, there's a whole kind of tourism um, section that can help you with that. Mm -hmm. If that was uh, a kind of thing that you wanted to do in Korea. I also really wanted to try out uh, Korean karaoke, so Norebang um and try out a, a coin a coin one specifically because it's been seen it in K dramas. Um but um I think we I actually had planned to do that one evening um with my friend who's as I said she's Japanese so she's all up for karaoke as well. Um but we mm. were just so tired. I think I was still quite jet lagged. So I think it got to about nine o'clock in the evening. We're like, should we go back out? And we're like, no let's get another dramas. <laughs> so yeah I kind <laughs> yeah. of yeah I kind of ran out of steam um and then I never made it to a jimbang to a to a sauna spa thing and put my hair up in princess layer towel buns <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to do that uh I mentioned that I didn't have enough time for cafes but also I really wanted to try um and again I'm probably going to mangle the pronunciation of this but the beer tents the pojang matcha beer mm. tents the... pojang matcha pojang matcha yes mm-hmm. I never I I actually saw some uh near my hotel and I was like oh I really want to go but I think we were rushing to go and do something else and so I said oh we'll go back another time but we never actually did mm. um but for me that's like such a quintessential k-drama thing absolutely um, so I really want to <laughs> go and do that uh, yeah and also, my
1: husband wants to do that too
0: <laughs> oh he does oh you guys should yeah to- well, if you're traveling, because you're traveling with family, you have kind of inbuilt babysitting, right? For at least, you know.
1: <laughs> for, for part of it, yeah. For part of so it, yeah. So we're going to have to do that take some pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it, do it, do it. That would be
0: so cool. That would be so cool. And then obviously for me, getting outside of Seoul as well uh, and seeing more of the rest of Korea. Um, what about you, Grace? Were there things that you really wanted to do that you couldn't fit in to your plan this time?
1: Um, Well, I actually really wanted to go to Seolaksan, which is one of the mountains, uh, one of the famous mountains near the East Sea and Sokcho, um, which is a beach town there. But it was really difficult to um, like book accommodations. (laughs) And so because we we wanted to for that part, we wanted to stay at like hotels Mm. um, instead of Airbnbs. So so then, but, like I had a conversation with a, a Korean woman who works at the Sokcho resort uh, for Lotte, um, and we like kind of figured it out between her little bit of English and my little bit of Korean. Um, but <laughs> so basically, what she said I had to do is like call every night thirty days in advance to book each night of my stay, and I was like, okay, this oh is my too God. much. <laughs> much I can't do this um and she's like and even then you might not get the room because uh for the members of the resort there's priority so they get to try to book like 60 days in advance instead of 30 days and so I was like okay this it just seems like too much stress (laughs) Stress. but yeah that's the thing that I I want to do because like you know hiking the mountains is a big thing uh, for Koreans like when I went to Korea to teach English for four months, my mom kept telling me go to the mountains hike the mountains The mountains are beautiful in Korea so I wanted to do some you know mountain stuff but that's not that was not in the cards for this trip. So. I think I think but, it's hard with kids as well. Like, I mean, I don't know. Oh, maybe, yes. maybe your yeah. kids are
0: hardy walkers, but mine aren't. So I was like, I'm not <laughs> no, going up aren't. a mountain. Like to go up a mountain <laughs> with my kids whining. There the are whole cable way. cars and stuff. <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then one final question: Do you have advice for when's a good time to to visit Korea? Like, what time of the year? Obviously, you're going uh-huh. in in August, uh and it will be hot. Um, what, would you, <laughs> what would your advice be
1: my advice would not be to go to korea in august <laughs> <laughs> and july and august korean weather is like people who like uh are traveling from southeast asia will be familiar with it um or even hong kong where it's really really hot and muggy yeah for lots humid, yeah. of yeah uh hot humid for lots of the time and then it just pours down rain yeah. pours down rain out of the blue for a couple hours and then you will have nice weather for like a couple hours the air will clear up a little bit and won't be as sticky mm. um, right after it rains but then it comes back pretty quick yeah. Um. so unless you really like that kind of sticky humid weather uh, hot weather um, I wouldn't go in August Um, the best times to go are fall and spring because Korea has really beautiful fall colors for the trees Mm. and also it has lots of um, flowering trees in um, like March in the springtime you know cherry blossoms um, you know other other blossoms (laughs) um I mean cherry blossoms are what everyone talks about like both for Korea and Japan so those are the like the two ideal times to go but if you have a child who is in school those are not the ideal times to go unfortunately so yeah Yeah. if you don't have children take take uh you know the opportunity while you don't have children (laughs) (laughs) to go during the really nice times like fall answering so true
0: i i went in november actually late november but i was told that at the time so i had amazing weather there um i could walk around without a coat to so just have a jumper on um but my my korean colleagues told me that it was unseasonably mild so it was really really quite mm. warm for november at that time um yeah but it was really nice it was really nice yeah. so I, I felt really blessed Great, right. Okay, so I think we're wrapping up this podcast. I hope for those of you who are either planning a trip to Seoul or maybe just dreaming of a trip to Korea that you uh, found this podcast interesting. Um, And like I said, I think we are going to try and do a second edition of this um, with some guest um, speakers who can tell us a bit more about what it's like on the ground. So if you've got any questions, please email us on the pod or you can also drop it in the comments of uh, social media channels. Um, But I hope you enjoyed
1: it. Yes, and uh we hope to be back with another podcast uh really soon about some other K-drama-related topic. So until then, annyeong annyeong de- de- te- de- thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed our pod. Follow us on our Instagram at Afternoona Asks or our website, www.afternoonasks.com To get more K-drama content from a writer's lens, follow our sister pod, Afternoon Delight. For any BTS fans out there, our other sister pod, Afternoon Army, is here for all your needs. If you wanna hang with us and other K-drama fans, consider joining us on Afternoon Delight Patreon. There are different levels for you to access. Go to www.afternoonadelightpodcast.com to sign up. Finally, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to contact us via our socials or our email, afternoonasks at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, 다음에 manayo.